Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Cannabis has been off-limits to doctors and researchers in the U.S. for the past 80 years, but recently scientists have discovered its anti-cancer properties. Armed with only these laboratory studies, desperate parents obtained cannabis oil from underground sources to save their children from childhood cancers. Weed the People follows these families through uncharted waters as they take their children's survival into their own hands. Some of their miraculous outcomes beget the unsettling question at the heart of the film. If weed is truly saving lives, why doesn't the government want people to have access to it? And that is the heart of this film. And the fil- and the, we're so fortunate to have with us today the, uh, the director of Weed the People. A healing revolution is growing, and that would be d- the director, Abby Epstein. Abby, welcome to Film School. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the film. I, uh, this is something that I felt for in my own sort of worldview for such a long time with such a travesty and such a miscarriage of science and justice and all of it. And this, and I'm so glad that you've done this documentary. You've done it in such a caring and uh, endearing and heartfelt way that I don't know anyone who would watch this film and not be moved by it. Um, I hope to God I never meet them if they are if they're not. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you got into the subject of cannabis as an anti-cancer therapy. Sure, I mean it's a it's a very interesting story actually because I mean I this was really not on my radar. Not much about medical cannabis was on my radar, but definitely nothing about it. You know, having actual anti-cancer properties, I definitely heard of patients, cancer patients, using it for chemo symptoms, but that was it. So it all started in 2012 when um, my producing partner, Ricky Lake, was on the show Dancing with the Stars, and there was a little girl who became a huge fan of Ricky's and kept sending her little messages on Twitter, and she was seven years old, and she was going through chemo for a genetic tumor disorder. Ricky just, like, fell in love with this little girl and wanted to help her, wanted to find, you know, some other modalities uh, to help heal her because the, the chemo was really killing her. So at the time, Ricky's husband, Christian, had been uh, researching about cannabis and CBD, and he was doing this research, you know, mostly for his own health issues, for his migraines and chronic pain, and then... He started researching it for his grandfather's bone cancer, and he just started discovering, like, all of this science that's kind of hidden about how, you know, there's these actual anti-tumoral um, effects in the cannabis. So, he, you know, they thought, well, maybe we should try this for this little girl. Yeah. So the next thing that I knew, I was getting a call from Ricky Lake saying, hey, Kristen and I are taking this little girl on an airplane to Mendocino right now, and we're going to put her on the plane and take her up there and meet this cannabis physician and see if this works for her. And I just couldn't believe it. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm going to come and bring camera crew because this 
you know, this yeah. could be a film. <laughs> it sounds like the beginning of a film. You know, everything you're telling me is just like so mind blowing. Well, it sounds like the the camera stuff is just an occupational hazard when you're uh, <laughs> when you're uh, right? when you're in the business, and and this, and I'm sure it's it immediately sounded like a very compelling story, just on the sort of human level of Ricky reaching out to this young child. Was that young woman, that young girl, did is she in the film? She isn't. So she ended up not being in the film okay. just because her mother just. You know, they, they just decided it was, like, too much for them, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot to sign up for, a federally illegal substance, and I, I just think, you know, it's, right. it can be dangerous. I mean, people right. have lost their children, you know, have lost, um, you know, have lost parenting rights, you know, in certain states. So I think it was it's a scary thing. Yeah, I understand. Come out and sort of be the poster child. So they ultimately know we're not comfortable with, being the stars of a documentary, but then fortunately other children came along right. who were very right. comfortable being filmed and lived in California and were totally legal. You know, this little girl didn't live in California. It was very complicated. Right, right. Um, so it was not going to happen. But, but you know, she was the gateway. I mean, she was the inspiration. Right. And and just I'll throw in a little editorial comment on, on what you just described, uh, the idea that not only is it not legal, and as for the, some of the reasons, I'm not, it, there's a lot of things kind of that get, I get caught up in in trying to explain why this drives me crazy. But one of them is, is that in addition to that, there is, it, it seems to be that the, that there's a, it doesn't have the imperature of the medical establishment. So that's a big, it's a big factor. And I can imagine if you're a parent, that would be something that would be important. But also in addition to that, that does seem like over these many years, there has been uh, at very least an attempt to slow walk if not completely halt research that could, in fact, answer many of these questions. So that's that's my editorial comment. But how how did you get to some some of the subjects in in the film who are, as I said earlier, are just wonderful parents, and these kids who are dealing with these horrible cancers are just just to uh, they really take your heart with them in in this film. Well, everybody came about in a sort of you know, very organic way, I would say. So um, as you're making this film, you know, people start to hear about it. And you're in the world and you're talking to these doctors that are treating these kids or, you know, like Sophie, the little girl, she actually came to us because her mother had seen our first film, The Business of Being Born, and had been a big fan of that film. And she had just put out sort of a call on Facebook, like, you know, my nine-month-old baby has to start chemo this week. I'm devastated. Does anybody know any, like, holistic therapies to support her while she's doing chemo? And, you know, somebody wrote back and said, oh, I think, like, Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein are making this some movie about cannabis. Yeah. So it was just one of those things. Okay. And somebody then connected her with us. I told Tracy, Sophie's mom, I said, look, I, you know, this is the movie, and I'll, I'll email you the studies that we've read. Um, but it was just sort of all very, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It was sort of cosmic through different sources. And, and, and we were very careful, too. Like I said, we really only wanted kids who were, like, um, not only legally doing this legally, but we also wanted families who were also 
under the supervision of doctors and doing everything with the approval of physicians. Right. You know, we did, we did not want to feature any stories of anybody who was like, choosing chemo, you know, cannabis over chemo. Right. That, that, that wasn't that the point of the story. Right. So, right. you know, we were looking for everybody to be really above board. Yeah. Well, I, one of the key people in the film is uh, Mara Gordon and her husband. Her husband's name is Stuart, and they are responsible for anyone who is in the edible market place. They might recognize the name Aunt Zelda's. Oh, and but she is uh, she is a find in and of herself. She literally could be oh, yeah. the subject of, of its own documentary, just in the terms of yeah. ways she goes about doing her business. And but anyway, tell us a little bit about Mara Gordon. Yeah, I mean Mara and Stuart. I mean Mara is amazing. Yeah. We first um, found her, I think, because Christian had heard her speak at a cannabis event. And he was just blown away by her as a speaker and said, you know, you've got to meet this woman, you've got to meet this woman, you know, she's got to be in the film. We met with her and, you know, she was so brilliant and dedicated and I'm so honored that she trusted us to include her in the film because honestly, she's, she's, a, she's a pretty guarded, you know, person. So I was really, you know, honored that she trusted us with her reputation, but she was amazing. I mean, so she was somebody who found relief from this medicine on her own, and then she and her husband were basically, like, you know, making the medicine, like, in the beginning in their kitchen. I mean, now they have a huge, you know, company, but it was all being done in their kitchen with their magic pan (laughs) over their stove, and it was completely free. They were just charging people, like, the cost of the actual um, cannabis and then making all this oil for them. You know, they just, she was, I think, really just couldn't believe how it had helped her and really just wanted to share that with other people. Yeah. One of the things that's so impressive about her is she has such a bearing to her. She has this sort of... I, you know, the sort of uh, she's like a, and I, I don't know how this is going to sound. She reminded me of a, a one of those real liberal nuns that you 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 meet that are very, they're just they're just straight up. They're, there's not there's nothing about this. They got into it because they got like to get high. They got into it because they did yeah. their research. They did. They did, I mean, you know what I mean? She yeah. just seemed like someone who was yeah. all business, and she was in this to try and figure out how she could take her research further handed off to someone who yep. really it was all of it was just such a she gave off such a great vibe i just i i just fell in love with her i just thought she is just the kind of person yeah to you know to 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 put in a documentary like this it, it really worked out beautifully and Stu- yeah. and Stuart too Stuart just looked like the cool they just look like such a cool couple but anyway so uh so they're in the film a lot so you've you've got these subjects and each one of the stories has its own arc and its own outcomes in the film that we see that are heartening and and also not so much but i'm glad you had all you have a, a the spectrum of these kinds of the 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 stories of these people it really helps the film yeah. a lot me too we were very 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 lucky to find them yeah i want to remind our listeners that we're we're speaking with abby epstein she's the director of the film weed the people it's coming out this friday friday october 26th here in los angeles uh, you can find out more about the film at the website, weedthepeoplemovie.com. Check it out. 
Uh, and um, are you in town for any Q&As for this film? Yes. So we'll be doing the Q, about five or six Q&As opening weekend in New York. Um, and then we're heading out to the West Coast for the opening. So the Q&A schedule should be on the Village East uh, Cinema's website. But um, I believe we're doing Q&As after the Friday night screening, and then we're doing two Q&As on Saturday at 4 and at 7, and three Q&As on Sunday at one thirty, four, and 7. And out here in Los Angeles, where is it opening? Oh, sorry, Los Angeles. We're opening at the Aria Fine Arts oh. uh, Theater in Beverly Hills yeah. on the 30th. Okay. So a week from tonight, we'll be opening in Beverly Hills, and uh, tickets are on sale at Lemley Box Office, so you can buy them now. And then we'll be opening November 2nd at the Lemley NoHo for a week run. And we'll be doing Q&As. Ricky and I will be doing a Q&A on the 30th. We'll be doing a Q&A um, at the NoHo on the 2nd. And then we have a bunch of the characters and participants in the movie that will be doing a lot of Q&As over the weekend. Fantastic. Well, one of the things that, that in, in the film Weed the People, we see, uh, in addition to the arc of the particular the kids that are using marijuana as treatment for cancer, in addition to that, there's sort of the, the, the other side of it has to do with people who are involved in researching there's a scientist from uh, in Israel who's been doing groundbreaking research for many, many years. He's in this film. Raphael Meshulam, who was did some pioneering research back in the 60s. You have uh, an herbalist there who's talking about the history of going back into looking at books from the 1800s in which we, which we hear talked about hemp and marijuana talked about very matter-of-factly about its its curative powers. And then there's now the burgeoning business side of all this where people are getting into it um, as well as for for business to essentially sell for recreational uses, but also for the, the medicine, the medicinal yeah. properties. So you get the full spectrum exactly. of this. Yeah. And so what, what in this sort of, in this process, what surprised you the most about in, I mean, in addition to the stories of these people, obviously there's there's an element of surprise and and all of that. But I mean, what sort of what's your takeaway from did you did you go into it with a with a as how much skepticism did you have going into it, and where do you stand now on the other side of it as you come through it? Um, you know, I think I went in sort of skeptical but hopeful, mostly because of the science that I read and. You know, I think I was always hopeful during the movie, too. Like, I was always just, oh, you know, you never know. And even when some of the, you know, the odds didn't look good, I was always kind of like, oh, yeah, but nobody knows. Like, the research hasn't been done. Right. Like, maybe there'll be a miracle. And, and that's one of the great, I think, gifts of this plant as well, is that it really gives hope. It gives hope quality of life. So I think that even if people are skeptical about, you know, its medical potentials or, oh, can it really help stop cancer and all that, I also think, you know, for families going through this or people suffering with cancer, the hope piece of it is very, very important, you know, to, to, to have an alternative yeah. that's not being offered to you. Or, or some of these kids were not offered any treatment. We're literally sent home to die. Yeah. 
you know, so and I, I, I think that people forget, you know, that, that quality of life is also a really important piece of that. So even if you, you know, are skeptical of the science, you know, you, you can't really deny giving people kind of comfort and reducing their anxiety and their pain, whether it's an end of life. So I, I, I felt like, I don't know, there were so many, like, like hidden gifts, yeah. you know, in the plant right. that I saw. Right. Um, through making the movie that even enhanced the, the science, which was already very impressive. Well, it's hard to watch this film and not be impressed by all of that, by all the things you're talking about. Yeah. And by the way, for and you know this, I'm sure much of the audience knows this as well, most, if not all, of our pharmaceuticals are based in some way on plant life. The fact right. that marijuana was politicized and vilified and reasons for it are just crazy, just absolutely madness. They're racist. There's, they're xenophobic. There's all kinds of horrible, weird things that happened. The wrong people smoked it in the 60s, so therefore we must punish everyone else. All of this stuff. Yep. And, 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 and now that it's now that the sort of the curtain is being pulled back here in California now Canada and around the country there's going to be a gold, this is going to be a gold rush now hopefully it doesn't turn into this this buds for you you know uh, anheuser bush kind of uh, craziness and hopefully we we yeah. actually actually advance medicine we actually advance human health in the process of doing this and that's what i've always been hopeful and and sort of i've always held up for marijuana is it's a weed it grows everywhere you can't stop it from growing and if this is something that possesses right. power that we can take upon ourselves and with some you know some formula make it actually work for us that is a miracle <laughs> yeah so agree yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well well it's a great documentary it's and it's i will tell you what well, within five minutes I'm, I'm crying like a baby during this i, I was so taken <laughs> by i really seriously I, i'll admit it i'm on the air i'll tell you this film had me at hello and um it, it really just pulls you right in it's it's an emotional experience it's also something that you'll learn from and you'll and you'll hopefully grow from and i don't mean that in in a <laughs> As a pun, I mean it's really, <laughs> truly, it is some. It's a great documentary, and I'm so grateful that you, you and uh, Ricky were able to uh, met, uh, to marshal the resources to do this. It's going to be out in the world starting this Friday on the 26th and rolling out here to Los Angeles on the following week. Go see this film. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, and uh, again, the film is Weed the People. Go to WeedThePeopleMovie.com to find out all you need to know. And thank you, Director Abby Epstein. Thank you so much for being here on Film School. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.